Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Pop with Corn. I'm here joined today with uh, Jacob Rojas. Hello. And Jacob, as always, does all the cover art for the podcast. And we're here to talk about um, one of the franchises that has captivated uh, audiences uh, for multiple generations, and that is Star Wars. We're here to talk about the sequels, primarily the what you would you call it the new uh, the new Skywalker trilogy. Or? I was call it new saga. The new saga. Yeah. And so we're going to be focusing primarily on episodes, um, what is it, 7, 8, seven, and 9? 7, 8, and 9. And uh, alrighty, let's just jump into it. Um, I guess, Jacob, what are your first, uh, how would you call them, your, what's your overall take of the the new the new saga? Uh, overall, I think it left, left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, just because, you know, Growing up, um, watching the prequels, and that's when it still made my George Lucas and before Disney bought him out. I think those, to me, those felt more Star Wars than they did with, than these new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you've grown up basically watching Star Wars, right? Um, I would say so. I think, I mean, you were the one that kind of introduced me to Star Wars. I think like third grade. I think so. Um, I didn't know much about them. I knew they were uh, movies, but I wasn't like, you know, you weren't into, it. I wasn't into it. Right. Um, and so I feel like you're, you're a very, uh, in my opinion, I respect your opinions on star Wars a lot. So, um, I don't know. Um, my first, uh, what would you call them? My impressions of this new saga were, I felt like they were trying to copy the feeling or like the nostalgia of the, what do you call them? The original, the original trilogy. Original trilogy. I think so too, but here's the thing. I think they did it the wrong way when they try to introduce new characters and all that. You know, obviously you got to bring something new to the table, which which is great. They're great characters, but I think they did it the wrong way. Well, I guess how would you? I, obviously, we're gonna go super into spoilers. So I do agree with you. Um, your diagnosis. I think they did do it the wrong way. I don't think Disney, being the corporation that it is and having the money that it had, <laughs> did it any justice. And that's not to say like Star Wars is like this amazing thing. Like it has its flaws. It's always had its flaws. Oh yeah, it's it's full of many flaws. But the thing with it too, these new ones. They try to introduce, obviously, new generations to, you know, the newer movies and get them captivated. But at the same time, they made a lot of the original people or the, you know, older generations, um, you know, mad in a sense. Just because, like you said, it it was a night and day difference between, you know, the prequels, the original children, and this new saga. Yeah. Um, I guess my thing is, are you... A bigger fan of the original trilogy in comparison to like the sequels or yeah oh yeah um because i remember we i mean we grew up in the era of the the prequels prequels. those were (laughs) those were our movies um and And they were fun and they were fun growing up watching them i guess my first my one of my biggest questions to you would be as a as growing up with the what is it called? The pre the prequels era. Mm-hmm. How do you think they stack up against the sequels, the new saga? 
I like the prequels more than this new saga. <laughs> and that's even talking about, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to say, episode one, all right? Which <laughs> many would agree that, you know, it is down at the bottom in terms of, you know, if you were to rank all the Star Wars movies, that was probably like the last one. But I don't know. It's kind of on par with this couple of these new ones to me. Yeah. Um, out of the prequels which one is your favorite episode three episode three yeah, yeah okay. revenge of the sith is by by far the best one it's the one it's the most enjoyable one i would say i don't particularly like episode two but um i'm much more of a episode one okay. fan but if i had to choose between episode one and episode two um the only reason why episode two gets the edge up over that because which one would be easier to sit through that's true yeah um half the movie takes place in like tatooine yeah. Um, and Jar Jar Binks is just atrociously bad. <laughs> Infamous Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> um, but I guess we have to, you know, start really diving into the the new saga. Mm-hmm. And it starts off with basically the introduction of new characters. It starts off introducing, kind of right off the bat in episode seven, they introduce Rey. Yep. Um, and, she, I mean, I guess what do you think? What did you think of her character? Because I know that when they released the Star Wars teaser... Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was excited about it. I remember all the hype that was building up for The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. It was, honestly, I've never been more excited for a movie to come out besides that one. I remember I was there opening night. Yes, I waited the whole two hours <laughs> in line to watch it. But it was so worth it. Um, like I said, first off, introducing Ray, I thought I was on board for it. And as the movie developed, um, and we're talking about The Force Awakens, the first one in this new saga. Um, she easily became one of the more enjoyable characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I really liked her character in episode seven. Yep. I'll and, I'll, and I'll get into mm-hmm. why I say I liked her character in episode seven um, in comparison to like episode eight and episode nine. Because mm. I think her character was completely, <laughs> her character development was completely crushed Maybe towards the end of episode eight and definitely episode nine, she's not even a person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get more into that. Um, but here's the thing. Did you know that when George Lucas, George Lucas um, the original creator of Star Wars, when he thought out the original trilogy and he did the prequels, he had a storyboard and a plot already came in line for each of those. So... When Disney bought them out and they decided to make these three new movies, um, they had no plot to go off. They have no storyboard. So they are literally making these movies eat one by one. So the the new ones, right? The new, the new what is it called? The new saga. Mm-hmm. They they only had George Lucas, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. They only had him for like some advising, right? Like they didn't actually some advising. They didn't yeah. even ask him like, "Hey, can you give us like a proper script or anything?" Right. Um, yeah, I think it really shows, <laughs> <laughs> especially with like how the turn of events from episode eight to episode nine. Um, there's like no real connection there. Well, here's the thing too, um, and we we've discussed this many times. Um, these new movies, I think, were developed more, obviously, to get new fans involved. But at the same time, you're trying to please, you know, the new ones. 
and the old fans, which is one, a very daunting task. And I think episode seven was able to achieve that Mm -hmm. Um, because he had enough nostalgia and you still introduced the new characters and the new story. And it felt like a true genuine Star Wars movie. So going from episode seven to episode eight, the hype for episode eight was unreal. We're like, okay, man, how it was almost like obviously a new hope in Empire Strikes Back. You know, a lot of people say Empire Strikes Back was a better movie. You know, that, that was the kind of hype around episode eight when it came out. And obviously, um, it was one of the most polarizing movies out of all three of these. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can definitely dive into like the polarization that it caused because it really, if, if any movie caused a bigger schism between the Star Wars fans, it's either episode eight and definitely, I don't know, I would say, I don't know, I would say Return of the Jedi. Some people really like that movie and some people absolutely hate it. Right, and I can see both sides to it too. You know. um, the same way that a lot of people, like episode one, some people really love that movie. Mm-hmm. I myself included, I really like episode one. Okay. I hate Jar Jar, <laughs> but I really like episode one. Um, I do like episode one is because, you know, Darth Maul, the battle scenes, um, the fight scenes in space, and obviously the famous pot, um, pod racing. Yeah. Um, I guess let's just dive a little bit more into, like, the individual movies. What did you think in regards to, like, episode seven? Um, what did you think of that structure? Because it was a new director, right? It was J.J. Abrams that directed seven mm-hmm. episode seven. J.J. Abrams director for episode seven and the last one, episode nine. Right. Um, I would say that episode seven is by far my favorite one out of all three of them, out of all three of the new ones, um, just because he was able to tie in all the nostalgia, you know, get the old fans on board to it and also introduce new fans to it. And everyone was able to buy into it. Um, he introduced many great characters like uh, Ray, Finn, Kylo, Poe, well, at the same time, you know, bringing in old characters like Han Solo, Chewbacca, Princess Leia, and then obviously the mysterious Luke Skywalker as well. I think, okay, now getting into the really nitty gritty details, I think they did a horrible job with Harrison Ford's character, Han Solo. I liked him. I really did. Um, I mean, he was funny. He was still Han Solo. Right. But he was this much more, like, older, wi- wiser, quote-unquote wiser um, Han Solo. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess we also should talk about the main, well, I don't know if it would be the main antagonist, but at least for Force Awakens... The main antagonist was definitely um, Kylo Ren, at least to some extent. Yeah, I'd say because they introduced the dark side. Um, obviously, that's Star Wars, no light versus dark. And in this one, you had um, Ray as a light side. Then you had on the dark side Kylo and his mysterious master um, Snoke. Um, and obviously, the Empire is now formed into the First Order. Mm-hmm. And so he was kind of um, at the head of that. But if you want to get into the nitty gritty, we can get into the nitty gritty. Um, what did you did you like Kylo Ren? I loved Kylo Ren, episode seven and maybe episode eight. Yeah, um, Kylo Ren was one of my favorite ones. Um, people say like, oh, he was like throwing temper tantrums. I was like. No, I liked it. You know, yeah. it just showed, like, you know, more character development to him, why he's mad and everything like that. So, and because he had the pressure from Snoke, pressure on himself, pressure from his family. Um, and to understand Kylo Ren, 
Um, you got it right away in episode seven. He was conflicted because obviously he's he's investing himself in the dark side, but at the same time, spoiler alert. Just be careful. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, Kylo Ren is the son of Leia and Han. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously you have, you know, that pull to the light side while at the same time he wants to remain loyal to his dark side. So he had that really strong character development where he's conflicted and it really shows. Um, I guess going a bit into more of that, it's not even revealed until episode eight why Kylo Ren is in like the dark side. Because the whole episode mm-hmm. seven kind of starts off and you're like, I thought there would be peace in the galaxy, right? Because right. um, Empire's gone. Emperor's dead. Darth Vader's gone. Luke is now, you know. Well, on, in episode seven, nobody knew where Luke was. Nobody did. And um, I guess that's kind of weird given that the whole arc of not just episodes one through three, but episodes four through six are kind of establishing that Anakin Skywalker is the chosen one and that he's supposed to bring balance to the force. How do you, how do you square that with the current canon now with the, I don't know with the sequels, like it doesn't, I don't know if it really fits anymore. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think it does. I mean, he still has a nickname, the chosen one, because obviously, you know, they were able to take this kid from Tatooine and, you know, groom him to be in a Jedi Knight to be, in, you know, possibly a Jedi Master and possibly the greatest Jedi there ever was. Um, and now with these sequels, you know, in the in the light of all everything that happened in these new movies, yeah, I agree with you. It, it just doesn't fit. And then I guess just building up on that, um, what do you think about the introduction of Snoke? I think it was very interesting the way they introduced him. I think, especially after the Emperor being dead, they introduced, like, another Emperor-like, Emperor you know, entity in this where he's given all the shots, you know, calling all the shots and doing everything like that. Um, and uh, I thought J.J. Abrams did a good enough job where he kept enough mystery in him. Like, where did he come from? Who is this guy? You know, why is he pulling on the strings? And, you know, how did he get here? Um, it was never revealed in it, and, I, and honestly, I I enjoyed that. You like the the mystery, the mis- mystery, or right? Know, because the, that gives you the opportunity to build his build his character in the later movies, right? Yeah. Um, how do you think they manage that though? Because in episode eight, he just gets capped. <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> yeah, I I thought it was. I mean, I kind of liked it, but at the same time, I was like, that's kind of stupid. Right, and. You got to remember, going from episode seven to episode eight, they also changed directors as well. Mm-hmm. Each one, they're obviously very different um, views on how to take the Star Wars story. Um, yeah, J.J. Abrams, who was you know bought in, did the whole nostalgia part, and then you went to Ryan Johnson, who his whole idea is that he wanted to do it differently. So he kind of, in a way, in my opinion kind of threw away what J.J. Abrams already built. And he's like, well, here's what I have now, and I'm going to kind of do my own thing. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, I don't care. Um, And it kind of reminds me of a lot of that that ending part in uh, episode eight when Kylo extends his hand out to Rey and is like, let go of the old or whatever. Yeah, let go of the past, let it die. Oh, no, kill it if you have to. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Um, I feel like that's 
that was very uh quote unquote like meta like i I feel like that was ryan johnson's way of saying like uh yeah like screw all of star wars (laughs) (laughs) um like we have to make new new like new stuff you know like build up the new the new trilogy or well not the new trilogy but like build up the new a new world a new galaxy and that's very, very on theme, especially, like, at the end when you see, like, the little kid holding the broom. You're right. He had some great themes. You know, the biggest one, um, if you recall the scene with Luke and Yoda in episode eight where they're kind of talking, you know, like, oh, yeah, the sacred text, they're burning. He's burning down the tree, you know. He's like, no, you know, you don't need these because you already have these. You know, failure is the greatest teacher. You know, you know themes like that. I really liked about Ryan Johnson. Could he have executed it better? Yes, but who, also who am I to say that, you know, I'm not in that position. So. Yeah. Um, also, you have to, like, we have to think about, like, the pressure that he has from the execs. He did um, Because both Abrams and Ryan Johnson, uh, a lot, Disney, like, was making a lot of demands. I think they did put restraints on, like, what they could. They kind of gave him free range, but... Um, course it's disney <laughs> yeah um but at the same time they put like i mean not so much like financial restraints mm. as much as it was like yeah this has to fit in into our expanded universe so like the comic books and the yeah, video games so much that's obviously you got to remember that these movies were mainly created to obviously make money um i was i was reading into some things where they had to have like certain new new planets involved, new characters introduced, you know, just so they can introduce and make more merch and everything like that to sell. So well, the, I, It kind of makes sense, you think about it. Wasn't, weren't the Porgs really... The Porgs, I think, they were straight up, they said that they were introduced just uh, to sell cute little... They wanted to make, little like... plush toys. Yeah, they wanted yep. to make the <laughs> Ewok equivalent or whatever. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think that's just, like... I think it just shows... Um, how would I say it? It just shows that these movies, a lot of the times, a lot of the, like you said, a lot of the themes or a lot of the uh, introductions of new things just are to make money or to make toys. Right. Um, but, I mean, there's definitely some cool things that came out of these movies. Um, oh, definitely. Like Kylo Ren's lightsaber. <laughs> okay, that was really cool. I really like Kylo's Ren. Um, and the build upon that, too. Like, you're able to introduce enough new stuff while keeping you know with the same ideas of the old so it kind of worked out like in episode seven episode eight when it kind of went to you know kind of free realm kind of do my own thing now that's where i think it was so polarizing um do you think how would i say this it's because a lot of people a lot of people when they watched episode seven they had the identity of ray um as one of the biggest questions they were like, who is Rey? Why is she Force-sensitive? Why is she on this planet? Mm-hmm. Um, what's her relationship to the lightsaber? Really nobody, you know, right. And then in episode eight, like you said, um, they kind of bring up this whole theme, like, she's nobody, right? Yeah, yeah, the whole the whole point of her going to Octo, the island where Luke Skywalker has been in isolation um, this whole time. Um, she was searching for herself. Right, trying to find out where her where she fits in all this, and it, it was later revealed um, by Kylo saying, "You're nobody. You know, your parents were parents sold you for you know whatever. No, you know, you're nobody." And I was totally on okay with that because in Star Wars, you're only powerful if you're a Skywalker, and that's it. But I like this new idea was where 
you know, conceptually, the force is in everyone. It flows through everyone. It guides everyone. And I was wholly okay with just having a random person being this strong with the force. You don't have to be a Skywalker or someone special. You know, that's kind of where it been like a new idea introduced where, you know, you don't have to be someone special to be this powerful. Yeah, I, I definitely really like that theme too. Um, if they would have stuck with it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess moving into real quick, just episode nine, uh-huh. what did you think of Ray's identity reveal? Stupid. I hated everything about it. <laughs> um, we find out that she is a Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the the scene where she kills Chewie. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> um, I thought that was... Compl- <laughs> I oh, literally started man. laughing when I saw the spaceship blow up. By by her force lightning. Yes. And if you recall, the only, um, in the movies, the only ones who were able to use force lightning was Emperor Palpatine himself uh count dooku and is there another one um no i think that's it okay. i was gonna say asajj ventress but no she can't. Right, right movies movies yeah in the tv shows um more people are able to, and obviously the video games more people are able to use it but in the mm-hmm. movies uh count dooku and Emperor and palpatine um yeah i guess what also just touching i guess it has to do with ray's identity i mean it just does is the return of emperor palpatine which, if you have seen the Star Wars movies, mm. at the end of Episode Six, Darth Vader kills him by throwing him down a and he literally explodes <laughs> a reactor ship. <laughs> um, what did you think about his weird comeback? His okay. unexplained comeback, literally unexplained. I wanted to bring this up too. One thing I absolutely hated was that you had such a prolific figure come back to life. You know, Emperor Palpatine. If you remember, he's one who seduced Anakin Skywalker to the dark side and became Darth Vader. He is powerful. And we don't even see him come back to life on screen. You literally read it in the opening credits, in the opening crawl, saying Emperor Palpatine is back. Like, what? What is this? Like, how did he... I don't understand how he came back. I don't even understand how he has a body. So my... What I got from it is that actually he... His body, his physical form, is almost like a puppet. He's like his his um, connection with the dark side is so strong that he's able to, you know, make it move and everything like that. That's that's kind of the idea that I got of it. And going to other forums and everything, who has better understanding of this, that's kind of what I got out of it. Um, do you remember episode three when Anakin Skywalker and Palpatine are talking in the Oprah, um, like yeah. the Oprah show? Or Oprah, opera, <laughs> opera, <laughs> the opera show. Um, and he's like, the the dark side is a pathway to many abilities. Um, Some would deem unnatural. unnatural. Yep, I um, remember that. And it's like, so are you're telling me Palpatine knew these abilities, but then at the at the end of episode three, he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know anything, but together we can learn them. That's the whole. That's the whole thing. That his seduction to Anakin Skywalker. Mm was save padme save padme but challenge palpatine himself didn't know these abilities that darth plagueis had right right um because he kills his master before he learns um these secrets right but then at the end of well technically at the beginning of episode nine you figure out i guess he did know these abilities because he's not dead because well guess what he's back people (laughs) he is back and he's here um so i just thought that was 
complete garbage. Right. Um, but at the same time, I recognize why maybe Abrams had to do that. Because maybe if he directed episode eight, it would have had a much more flushed out backstory. It um, might have made sense. Right. I, I think that's where Disney also flawed on these ones. Um, just because you have, you went with two different directors, one of them directing the middle movie, like the one that connects the beginning to the end. And you could have built upon so much backstory and characters, everything like that. Or actually, it might have made actual sense in episode nine to why they brought Palpatine back. Right. Um, I actually think um, they should have put Johnson in charge of episode nine. Just because if they would have put him in charge of episode nine and then the whole thing, get rid of the old or what is it? Kill it if you have to. Mm -hmm. It would have made much more sense because it would have been like, oh, we might even get another trilogy, you know? We might even right. get more... St it, it might really want to want people to invest more in this universe. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I see episode eight and nine as reactionary movies. And what I mean by that is that episode eight was a reactionary movie to episode seven. And obviously episode nine was a reactionary movie to episode eight. Mm -hmm. Um Episode, episode eight tried, you know, building upon, you know, somewhat of what J.J. Um, Abrams built, um, got started in episode seven. But it kind of went his own thing. So when J.J. Abrams got um, the reins back to Star Wars with episode nine, he kind of tried to undo, you know, what a lot of The Last Jedi did. And it was kind of, you know, kind of distasteful at that point. I was like, you know what? whatever i might not like this movie but i'm here for the ride so let's go for it but then in the first five minutes you get emperor palatine back for like all right man I'm, i might not be in for it now um also i guess just bringing up more about palpatine what did you think about his fleet what is it called um the final order uh, the final order what, what did you think about that i thought it was complete garbage he manifested ships out of nothingness yeah this is trash <laughs> Um, it was like the biggest plot armor. Well, wow. Chancellor Palpatine clearly has uh, Star Wars' biggest plot armor compared to any other character. Oh, yeah. Given the fact that all the other characters are actually main, how would you call it, like main protagonists, like Anakin Skywalker, he has plot armor because he's a chosen one. Right. But even in comparison to Palpatine, it seems like he's insignificant. Should have been like, this is the Palpatine sagas. You might as well just call it that because I think that's that's where it ended up going. Ray was Ray ended up being a Palpatine in the end. Um, and again, spoiler alert: if you haven't heard it the first time, um, Kylo is the one who actually ends up dying in the end, and Ray lives. Um, Palpatine ends up dying as well. And his death is kind of weird. Well, his second death. Yeah, honestly, his second death. Um, and that's one another thing I have a problem with these last couple movies was just that their explanation for almost everything, you know, happening was, oh, it was because of Force. That's not how the Force works, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, like the, the the explanation for the new the new movies, like when they did stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt almost a lot of times like they were like, there was a plot hole and they were just like, oh, well, the Force. It's a cop out. Um, <laughs> yeah is. well it's just lazy writing <laughs> um i guess moving back i know we're kind of oscillating between the movies mm -hmm. um moving back to episode seven um i know that a lot of people did enjoy the whole i forgot what it's star killer base 
Yeah. Um, but to me, that just seemed like uh, Death Star 3.0. I'll admit bigger, that bigger Episode batter. 7 was a rehash of A New Hope. But here's, and here's why I think it needed to be. Because you, when was the last, last movie made? 2005 oh. with Revenge of Sith? Yeah. Around there? Mm-hmm. So you had all that time, all the way up until 2015. You had 10 whole years where not a single Star Wars movie has came out. And you needed to gravitate a new crowd to it, and you also needed to bring in the old, the old fans as well. So I think you needed that nostalgia, that familiarity, while introducing the new characters to make it work. And obviously it did work. Yeah, I think, I think that's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, because I, my main criticism of Episode 7 has always been it's the same movie as Episode 4. I know. The only difference <laughs> is that they changed the characters. So instead of Luke, it's Rey. Mm-hmm. Instead of um, Han Solo slash Luke Skywalker's piloting, mm-hmm. it's Poe Dameron. And then I don't even know what Finn's character. Finn, I feel like they just threw Finn in there. Well, Because um, Kylo Ren technically fits the, um, what's his name? the Darth Vader role. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also, they hinted at Finn's force sensitivity, but they never did anything with that. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Finn for a second. Finn had the greatest potential out of any of those characters besides Kylo Ren, because you had such a unique backstory. He was a child soldier, uh, raised through the ranks of the first order and became a, um, Stormtrooper. Yeah, became a stormtrooper. Did they change the name for the stormtroopers? They did. Did they? I forgot. I don't know. I don't know if they did actually. Anyway, he was a soldier. He was a trooper for the first order, and after his first mission, realized that I'm not built for this. So he defects, becomes a traitor. You know. Um, That's a, that. I really like <laughs> the backstory to that name too. <laughs> uh, and so now. You have such a unique character. And then in episode seven, totally ruins it. Totally ruins his character. He gets subverted to such a smaller role. It's it was it's just distasteful. I never liked it. They made him they made him go from being a protagonist to then suddenly being like a what would you call it? Like a supporting cast. He played a he basically played a supporting cast role in episode eight. Yeah. With the whole side mission with what's her name? Rose. 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 Oh, Say what you will about that. I I mean, there are some people who are like, oh, it brings a really strong message about politics and about how no one's a, no one's a good guy when it comes to war, blah, blah, blah. Only rich people win. And it's like, sure. But uh, it's a Star Wars movie. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know if uh, Star Wars movies are supposed to be uh, that, quote, unquote, that deep or, you know, like. Right. It's a, it's a, it's the whole a, it's idea a is that you know, light side is good and dark side is bad. It was simple as that. There was no other themes between that, and they try to introduce this complex idea, and it just didn't work. And Rose's character, nothing against uh, Kelly Marie Tran, the actor who plays Rose. She did great, but yeah. she was just thrust into such a bad role that is it did her such a great disservice because you had fans mad at her she even deleted her social, social media. media for a while and she didn't deserve that and she was no. literally bullied into a smaller rule for episode eight she actually had like <laughs> like five lines in all of episode eight 
No, yeah, episode nine, my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just terrible. It was terrible for her her character, and I don't know why why she was introduced in the first place. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that a lot of fans give her, like, a lot of flack and were like, yeah, I don't, uh, what's it called? Rose's character was stupid, blah, blah. She's such a terrible actor. And it's like, no, she's a good actor, actually. Mm-hmm. She did a really good job. Yeah. Um, but I think, like you said, shitty writing really does affect how good a character can be. Um, and then I guess just going into kind of more details of episode eight, um, what did you think about Luke Skywalker's character? Because I know a lot of people were really expecting that's one a lot. Of the most polarizing things about it. Yeah. All right. Um, Luke Skywalker. So if you remember him being the hero, you know, father being Darth Vader, he had such a great character. He's Luke will always be one of my favorites, if not my favorite besides Darth Vader. Um, and then to find out that he cut himself off the force, didn't want to train Raid, and pretty much isolated himself. Um, the reason for his whole isolation being that he f- he seems to have failed as a teacher because he let Kylo Ren um, destroy his school and kill his students and because he was afraid that Kylo was going to turn to the dark side. So he wanted to kill him before it ever happened. But he couldn't bring himself to it. And it was too late before he could do it anyway. Um, I never liked that idea. Him closing off himself from the force. And in the end of episode eight, kind of made up for Luke because he, he was finally able to show up just as mastery in the force by being able to project himself as a, um, as like an entity per se and go toe to toe with Kylo while still not even touching him mm-hmm. and show off his mystic powers of, you know, the great legendary Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, um, I mean, just like Luke Skywalker's character was kind of weird. Like, they wanted to do this whole, like, Obi-Wan slash Yoda character with him. Mm-hmm. You know, because the reason why Yoda leaves off to Dagobah, goes off to exile, is because he fails. He fails to kill Chancellor Palpatine. Right. Um, And so they did, like you said, they did the very same thing with Luke Skywalker's mm-hmm. character. But at the same time, they wanted to make him, like, Obi-Wan um, in the sense that he was supposed to be this wise master that was mm-hmm. supposed to teach... Uh, ray all of these you know secrets but then he doesn't really he's not even good at that he doesn't really do anything but ah, that's why i'm conflicted about luke skywalker because which honestly would you prefer to have luke skywalker being you know just like the just like when luke went to yoda to train have him train up and have him disappeared would you rather have that again or would you rather have him develop into a character like that like he did in episode eight um, I would rather have him develop as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, something different, right? Yeah, right. But could it have done better? Oh, maybe for yeah, sure. Maybe, but at the same time, we're like, that's where I kind of go back and forth. It's like, okay, maybe this was the best for with what he had. What I mean, I guess my my biggest concern with um Luke's character was the fact that um at the end of episode eight when he fights kylo ren Mm -hmm. the whole reason why luke was an exile or whatever was because he's like oh no it was wrong of me to have such a big ego to consider himself kind of like a a hero right Mm -hmm. to be like oh yeah like um i didn't deserve it yeah Mm -hmm. 
And then at the end of episode eight, he comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, we have to uphold the legend because that's what people need to, uh, to bring them together. Yeah. And inspire so, others. And it, yeah, exactly. So it almost seems like he didn't really learn anything. If anything, he just went on exile and kind of made the galaxy go shitty for a little bit and then came back when he's like, oh, I guess that wasn't the right thing to do. <laughs> um I don't know. I guess it, I guess my thing with Luke is just that his motivations always seem to be well it was intended. Never clear. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. Um but um I guess also two characters that we also have to mention are C3PO and R2D2 mm-hmm. because they've literally been around since the beginning. <laughs> literally the beginning since oh. day 1. And so what do you what do you think I think their roles were terrible in all the movies. Well, not not all the movies. Sorry, in all the 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 new saga, all of the parts that they had were mm. just like. I mean, R two D two was like, oh, what had like five he was minutes. Depressed. Yeah, he was <laughs> depressed because Luke Skywalker left, and he was like in shutdown mode. Yeah, <laughs> low for, power like, for mode. Most of, <laughs> low power mode for like most of episode <laughs> seven, except for the like last five minutes where they needed him to look up a map, pretty much. And then, was he even in episode eight? I don't remember him having any. Yeah, he was. It was like a very small, minimal role. Because you remember when Luke um, uh, oh, he said talks hi to, to him. him. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of episode nine, was he in that movie at all? I think when he said bye to C-3PO. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Also, they... They kill my boy C-3PO. <laughs> like twice. They they killed him like, no, okay. In episode nine, they like kill, they have like four fake out deaths. Okay, one, all right, I'm annoyed because I hate fake out deaths. Um, first one being like Chewie. He explodes and actually he's alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then like Kylo and Ray, like Kylo dies like twice. Gets stabbed. Oh, true, he gets stabbed. Yeah, he gets stabbed. And then Ray dies. And then, no, oh, I'm going to bring you back to life. And I was like, at this point, I'm like, you know, it's just hilarious at this point. Yeah, whatever. You, like, you guys don't even know what you're doing right now. No, no one dies in Star Wars anymore. No one dies in Star Wars. Oh, the only one person that does die is Princess Leia. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, no, they had her die or not die in episode eight. And then she does the whole Superman shooting that stars. my absolute least favorite scene out of all these movies. And then her whole training, you know, trying to be a Jedi. I get it. She's Force-sensitive, but it was never implied that she was a Force user. So to have her reach out into the Force and literally pull herself in the middle of outer space, she's dead, okay? She, she'd be dead. There's no way no one could survive that. I don't care if you're a, Sky- a Skywalker. Like, you're not surviving an explosion, first of all, and then getting vacuum, getting released into the vacuum of space. <laughs> I mean, her skin was frozen. She she was dead. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a horrible scene. Oh. I've been okay with that because you know who you know who caused the explosion? Kylo. Kylo. I would have been totally okay with that because I think it would have just developed Kylo further into the dark side, like he was wanting. He has killed both his parents, and I think that would have made for a much better story than having her come back in Episode Nine. Be like, oh, you know, oh, my God, my mom's dead now. Oh, maybe I should come back to the light side. What? What is this? What is this now? I, I thought that was, I thought that actually could have played out very well if they would have killed her off in episode eight, like they, like the, from the beginning, mm-hmm. they would have killed her in space. Like she would have died by Kylo Ray's 
I mean, Kylo Ren's right. hand. would have made more sense. And then he comes back at the, like, Im, like I can imagine her coming back as, like, a force ghost or something like right, that. Right, I can see and that. And then trying to make him be like, no, or, you know, just appearing as an image, like force ghost Han Solo did. Uh-huh. Doing something similar to that. Actually, I would have it would have impacted me more if it was Leia was a force ghost that appeared to Luke. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, what's his name? Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. after he gets stabbed and get gets brought back to life by Rey. Mm-hmm. That would have impacted me more and i think it would have impacted kylo ren more to the point to, to actually make it seem like he should have come back to the light side um i thought that was really a wasted chance yeah I, like i get it you didn't have a whole lot to go off of for episode 78 because carrie fisher the actual actor who played princess leia passed away mm-hmm. um rest in peace to our princess but at the same time khaleesi <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I think they did a disservice to her a little bit. I think it would have been more appropriate and probably more well done if they let her die off screen or somehow on screen, like Kylo killing her, you know, having her blow up and we don't see her again. That to me would have been a lot better than having to keep her. And try to like CGI her face <laughs> into multiple scenes, which just looked terrible. It looked but. so bad. Like, I th- okay, do you remember when they did Grand Off? Grand Moff Tarkin. He, he he looked so good in Rogue One. He and did. You, you'd think they'd have the same budget to do something like that with Leia. Mm-hmm. And um, well, what it, there's there's a certain effect where the human brain knows, like, oh yeah, there's something just not right with their face. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just not something right. And that's all I got every time I saw Leia or on a little bit of Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. But any time they have to CGI a face, I think it's better almost to do a double. And honestly, I wouldn't be sitting here complaining about it now if it was just a double. Be like, oh, yeah, there's Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, sweet. That's a whole lot better than having to CGI a whole face. And just just know because it almost takes you out of the movie for a little bit because you're just so focused on that. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess also touching up on, we have to talk about Palpatine. Well, Palpatine in connection to like the whole bringing people back to life, mm-hmm. because Ray has that ability. She heals that weird snake worm. Oh yeah, that's right. Which is the reason how she's able to save Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. But then they don't introduce it to Kylo Ren, which it doesn't make sense why he's able to bring ray back from the dead right um what did you think about that i guess like i said i think they use the force as a cop-out for a lot of movies that hey they're just so powerful that they just know how to do it okay but did someone as powerful as yoda know how to do that you know it to me it just didn't make a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. um and i was also kind of sad they never brought in force ghost obi-wan for anything i would I was well, I wanted to see Obi Wan and have a larger impact in these movies. You kind of heard um, what's the actor who plays Obi Wan? Um, Edwin McGregor. Yes, you kind of heard his um, voice in Episode Seven when Ray picks up the lightsaber and hear all these whispers. He was actually one of the voices, mm. and I was actually nerding out over that because I'm like, yes, we finally got to hear Obi Wan again. I think um, you know that flash, the montage at the end of episode nine when Ray has the two lightsabers, Leia's and um, Anakin Skywalker's. Mm-hmm. Um, when Chancellor Palpatine does the light, force lightning and dies by his own hand, mm-hmm. basically again, 
because Mace Windu is the one that does it in episode three. Right. Um, when she's doing that and obliterates him, mm-hmm. some of the voices that you hear are Anakin Skywalker's voice. You hate you oh, hear hating Christensen. Christensen. Yeah. Oh, um, man. he's like, I forgot what he says. I think he says, uh, "The Force is with you always," or something like that. Oh no! But way. you can hear it in that Christian Haydenson voice, uh, and I I kind of laughed a little bit, but I can see where it, it would um really impact some fans i didn't really like it but um i mean that's just i feel like that was just a personal right i don't so the whole thing with ray coming back to life kylo dying like i said i think like it was just a reactionary movie Mm -hmm. they were trying to please as many people as can and not piss off as many people as the last jedi did and so to do something as bold as bringing back Emperor Palpatine, I think was was an idea that was created because a lot of people were pissed off that Snoke was killed. Okay, because a lot of people were pissed off just because they're like, we never got to find out who this guy was or why he was even in it in the first place just for him to get killed off like that. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, well, what do we do now? Uh, you know, it's just bring back Emperor Palpatine because, you know, who cares? Yeah, no, I thought that was, yeah. Um, I guess I also have a question for you real quick, because I know that you're you're a big fan of, like, the expanded universe, basically anything Star Wars you're pretty much into. Mm-hmm. Um, and you so you played the Battlefront games. Oh, yeah. You played the one and two, right? The new ones? Oh, yeah. Um, what did you think of the Battlefront? Because I know that some of the story from Battlefront 2 directly ties into some of the stuff that uh, kind of gives or kind of gives an origin story for bit, uh, chancellor bit. palpatine chancellor palpatine yeah because um, isn't it like uh there just in case he would have died or something he left like yeah some... there was like a almost like an ai artificial mm-hmm. intelligence a little bit you know it has his face and it has his voice and it kind of gives direction like after palpatine in the case that something were to happen to him but other than that they didn't go too far into it you kind of see why you know kylo a little bit in his story how he's like chasing jedi and stuff um that's really about it though Mm. they don't really dive into it too much not a whole lot um now there there are shows out there star wars shows that really dive into you know expanding the universe like star wars the clone wars animated series that dives into a lot of stuff um to help bridge between episode two and episode three. Because mm-hmm. that is literally a whole war going on. And then episode two, we see the beginning of it. And then episode three, we see the end of it. And there's literally a whole war that has to go in between. And uh, later this month, actually, um, the last and final season of the Clone, Clone Wars, Wars comes out, huh? Which I'm excited for. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that, too. Because um, it comes out on Disney Plus, right? Yep. Oh, you also watched The Mandalorian, didn't you? Mandalorian. Was that period. good? Yes. I haven't seen it. It's one of those shows that you don't have to be a Star Wars fan to enjoy. Um, so if you if you want if you want to watch a good show, watch The Mandalorian. I heard it's like a excuse me. I heard it's like a what is it called? Like a you know how they always try to make it seem like Star Wars is the space western. Mm-hmm. That some people keep saying that The Mandalorian truly is what Star Wars has always tried to do, which is be a space western. Right. I've heard Space Western, then I've also heard George Lucas's original idea. He kind of wanted it to be like World War II in space. Mm. Um, but Mandalorian is a 
completely different feel, but it still stays true to Star Wars. Um, and I guess just touching up on other um, expanded universe stuff. Um, did you watch Rebels? I didn't watch Rebels. Mm. No, I kind of followed a little bit, like the biggest plot uh, points or yeah, like Darth Maul coming back and fighting Obi Wan and having Obi Wan finally kill him for the last time. That was really that cool was to cool. Watch. That was cool. Yeah, that was a cool lightsaber fight too. It was. It was. It was a lot deeper than what people thought. I was like, okay, it was literally like what would you say, ten seconds? Yeah, like, like ten seconds. It. Um, and also what I liked about that fight too is just um how much Darth how much you could tell that Darth Maul hated the Sith and like he hated the Jedi mm-hmm. but I, th- I feel like he hated the Sith way putting more him in that situation yeah right. um also what did you think about uh, not Rogue One what is it Solo Solo so because Solo ties into a little bit about it kind of I the only thing I liked about Solo because I hated Solo I did not like it you didn't like Solo I liked uh oh. what's his name Lando Calrissian Donald Glover and I think that's about it and then the one scene where they show Darth Maul. That's the only thing you like. That's that's the only thing I liked about that. Those, See, that Darth Maul scene is the only thing I hated. Really? That show. I absolutely loved Solo. And here's why. I love Solo just because it was a completely different idea. It was one of those movies besides the reveal of Darth Maul at the end where you can watch this from beginning to the end and I have no connection to any other movies. It was just a simple Star Wars adventure movie where it introduced Han Solo, a younger, more naive Han Solo, meeting Chewbacca, having them pair up. You get to see how he gets the Millennium Falcon. You get to see how he meets Lando. And it was just so much to it where it felt Star Wars. And it was so fun, so exciting. And then you get to the end where the reveal of Darth Maul were like, ah, okay, yep. Like... If you don't know who Darth Maul is or haven't you watched any of the movies, you wouldn't know who that is. That's true. Um, I guess it does. I guess the only thing that makes that scene worthwhile is if you have invested a lot of time into the expanded. Right. I was excited into it. But I was watching it with my girlfriend. And, like, she's watching movies, but she don't remember anything. And she's like, who is that? I was like, ah, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's expected. I, I definitely feel that. I watched it with my girlfriend, and um, she was also kind of confused about, like, mm-hmm. who is this guy? Why is he? Why, why is, is it? that so important? Why is this such a big reveal right now? Because uh, when we watched it, everyone gasped. You know, everybody was like, <gasps> Um, right. And then she was like, wait, wait, what? Like, what I don't get that? the reference. And it's like, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I mean, it's not her fault. It, it's more like a... It's more like if you're going to do stuff like that in a movie, like, yeah, I get that people are invested in this universe, but also if you really want to make money, don't make it so unapproachable. Right. Exactly. Um, what are your thoughts on the other movies? Because there was Rogue One, there was Solo, and Mandalorian are the um, main new ones that came out of Disney. I did not like Solo. I enjoyed okay. Rogue One. Okay. Um, I didn't like it. Like, when I watched it, I was like, eh, this is whatever. The thing that I liked most about Rogue One was being able to see the original trilogy aesthetics, but brought into, like, a new, like, what what would you call it? Like, updated graphics. Yeah. That's what I liked. I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. I, re- I loved seeing the AT&T walkers look way better. Yes. Than, well, not that the stop motion AT&Ts were trash, but they could do more. They right. could do more with those scenes. And then, um, what is it called? The, the, every scene that Darth they had Darth Vader in, mm-hmm. uh, 
I loved I loved every part of it. It would have been more exciting if there was absolutely no marketing or advertising for that scene. If you went into a watch and think, oh, this is how they get the Death Star plants, and you see Vader tear up those rebels, my God, that would have made the movie a whole lot better. Um, and then I mean, also that just that scene when you go to see Darth Vader's palace in Mustafar, mm-hmm. and then you see him in the Bacta tank, I was like, whoa, that's that's really cool. Well, I I really like that. I kind of geeked out. You get to see how bit. much his character is actually suffering. Mm-hmm. You know how he's always in constant pain. And that's why he's in the mechanical suit. It just brought another depth to his character, too. Um, do you keep up with the comics? Because I know that they are I releasing know. a bunch of the I new do. ones. No, I want to, but there's just so much there's, out there right there's now. There's too many. Yeah. Um, or even the books. I know a lot of people. I know this is weird to me. The, the other day I was talking with someone, and they actually keep up with, like, the novels. Like, they read the... Who's that blue guy? The blue imperial... He's like an alien. Oh. Um, um, I forgot what his oh name my, is. I am blocking out right now. You, you know, know who I'm talking, talking about. about. Yeah. Um, it's going to come to me later. They, they came up with a whole book just on his character and it's mm-hmm. canon or whatever. And I'm like, I mean, that's cool. But like, I, I don't have the time to read, uh, you know, 300 page book about some side character who was only introduced in Legends. Or I don't have time to um, kind of look at every single comic book. Except... The thing, the one comic book that I did keep up with was the new Darth Vader. Um, I forgot what they're called. It Darth Vader Origins or something. like It takes place like right after um, he gets put in the suit, and it shows him building his lightsaber and all of that stuff. And I thought that 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 the was Vader cool. series. Yeah, the oh, Vader okay. series is good. I, I've read a little bit of that one. Yeah, it was really cool to see how he's still getting used to his suit and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the character you're talking about, by the way, is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn. Yep. Yeah, Thrawn. so they wrote a whole Thrawn book, and it's like... People say it's really good. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just like, I'm not... I don't know if I'm going to take the time to read, to read right. it. If you do want to read a book series, I recommend Bane. The Bane? Mm-hmm. Read the Bane series. Darth Bane series is really um, good. And then, I guess just we're kind of uh, coming up on time, but do you have any real quick, like remarks about any any of the movies that we've talked about or any or how it clone wars even ties into the new sequels or what would you want star wars what direction would you want star wars to go into next because i think they are planning on for right now they're not they have officially said they're not planning mm-hmm. a new trilogy for some time but knowing disney there's no way that they're they're gonna sit they can't resist yeah if i had some final thoughts on this i would say that i'm glad that this new trilogy is over I think they should focus more on the expanding universe. I want more movies like Solo, like mm-hmm. Rogue One. I want more series like The Mandalorian. You know, I want a little bit more of that. Honestly, after these last three movies, I'm kind of tired out of Sith and Jedi. I just want oh, yeah. to know more about, you know, different kind of characters. Like, hey, dude, I want to know more about... Boba Fett and Jango Fett, you know, I want to know more about the Huts, you know, this simple little stuff like that is what will make me as a fan happy. I saw, what's it called? I saw, you know, when people like on Twitter, they throw like, they're like, oh, a pitch for a new Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. And it's mm-hmm. like a thread. And right. I saw a pitch for a Java the Hot, a Java the Hut series that is kind of like a space, uh, Sopranos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the Sopranos. I have not. Um, 
but they wanted to they were like oh yeah we should do a series about like java the hut and like the slave trade and Tatooine and all this stuff and i'm like yeah and i'm like yeah that sounds pretty cool (laughs) like i would actually actually, i go on board with that it sounds interesting um and even use characters like boba fett and um i don't know like some of the other bounty hunters like we don't uh what's his name uh Darth Vader hires a bunch of bounty hunters in episode five, but mm-hmm. you don't you don't really know who they are, but apparently they're really good. Yeah, like AG eighty eight, Bosk, and all you know, the different ones like that, right? Um and so like I would love to see like more origin stories I at least for too. those characters. I really would. Um you know, just build upon, you know, the expanding expanding universe. Like I said, less for me right now, I think it'd be a good time to step away from Jedi and Sith and mm-hmm. the Skywalkers and the Palpatines. You know, let's give us a breath of fresh air of something new. You know, new as in brand new origin stories like Obi-Wan. You know, like, hey, um, Kathleen Kennedy, who's really high up in Star Wars for Disney. Um, I, I, if I remember right, she, they are trying to get in the works for Obi-Wan. Yeah, Obi Wan standalone series or sh- movie. Yeah, I think um, I think it's already green greenlit. They just haven't finished up the script or whatever. Okay. Because they they already contacted Evan McGregor. Yeah. So it's that. Um, I'm really excited. I I would want Obi Wan is one of my favorites ever. Um. Yeah, I love Obi Wan, and so getting a standalone series for him would be a strong enough motivator for me to get disney plus <laughs> <laughs> you don't have it already i tried out the week but i think it's only like 12 dollars. i got i just watched i think we tried watching what's it called lizzie mcguire oh geez. and then i was like nah and then we just let it go to waste because it was when only the first two episodes or i don't know they because they released the mandalorian episodes and by week by week mm-hmm. um so i think it was only like the only first two episodes but i just i was like nah i'd rather get it when I can see all like all of it yeah, at once. Gotcha. No. Um, and later this year, Mandalorian season two is coming out. When does it come out? Do you know? Not sure. Mm. I know fall, summer, fall. I know it's maybe. Right I, now. I, th- I think it's in fall for sure. But um, I I I was just wondering if you knew the the date. But, mm. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, and I know that they're still planning a lot of like Star Wars content. Like obviously, you said Clone Wars is final season. Final Clone Wars season. comes out. I. Did you play a few days? Actually. Did you play um oh, what's that new game that just came out? Fallen Order? Fallen Order. Did you not play yet, it? Not yet. It's still sitting in my library, but I'll get started on it soon. No, um I was watching a bunch of gameplay cuz I was like really looking like I I wanted to play. It was one of the few Star Wars games in a while that I was like, yeah, I should probably yeah. play it. The last one I really felt true about that was would be uh, um The Force Awakens with uh, Star Killer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Did yeah. you play the second one? Or, I did. And the first one? I did. Because I liked the first one better than the first second one. First one's way better. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's a way better story. Um, I think they kind of ruined his character with the whole cloning thing, but... They did. I, it was just another way to get more money, but hey, it was still fun to play. That's true. Um, But yeah, I, I guess we're, we are coming up on time, Jacob. Do you have any last remarks? What's your overall rating? I, I, I'd be more than happy to hear your individual rating for each movie. All right. Force Awakens, I'll probably give it 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. One, nostalgia got me. I was one of the ones who felt I was a sucker for the nostalgia. New ideas, new characters, and it felt like a genuine Star Wars movie. Probably because it was an exact copy of New Hope, just with different um, characters and pieces. Um, Last Jedi. Now, my opinion about Last Jedi has really changed. Um, 
especially after Rise of Skywalker. Maybe I was a little bit too harsh on it to begin with. I'll admit it. Uh, but there's still some scenes where, you know, it, they are great. And there are some that, you know, like the Leia scene where it is like, man, what are they doing? Um, so I'll probably give that one, you know, probably a light seven. Mm. A light seven out of ten. That's fair. Enjoyable. Good characters. Good ideas. Um, uh, it's not one I'll just pop in and just watch. You know, it'll. I have to really be wanting to watch it. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh man. Um, I'd probably give it a five out of ten. Um, Rise of Skywalker five out of ten. Just because it was one where it was hard to sit through and actually take it serious. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it was, there are some cool scenes of, you know, Ray and Kylo fighting. The last end scene, you know, was okay. Um, my ideas, the characters, they just weren't developed enough. They just, like I said, I, I think I may be a little bit harsh on this one because I think I'm grading this one on a, um, as a whole, you know, because it wraps up the entire thing. And to wrap it up, you have to do it justice and i don't think this one did did it at all yeah i I definitely agree with you um i like i said um i think i'm gonna my individual ratings would very much be in line with yours i think episode what would you call it episode seven Mm -hmm. probably like a seven um episode eight to me was an eight eight out of ten hey mine was close and then i agree i think five out of ten for Maybe less, maybe like a four. Oh. <laughs> um, but that's because I thought it was like really. How would you rank them individually? Um, like individually as what do you mean? Through all of them. Oh, through all of them, through like a, of starting them. episode one. Episode one through episode nine. Um, episode one would probably be like a six out of ten. It's fun, but it's not amazing. Mm-hmm. Episode two, probably like a five out of ten. It's watchable, but yeah. you can have a good time um episode what is it episode three in hindsight looking back at it now and connecting them all together uh, definitely a seven out of ten and i i stand by that yeah i, I think so too. Um, it's so fun to watch <laughs> to this day and the memes the memes <laughs> i made it so good um i go on our prequel all the time prequel memes yeah <laughs> they're so good um episode four probably like a seven light seven out of ten really? okay um okay. episode five and eight out of ten Mm-hmm. Um, episode six, like a five, maybe four. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, it's a little kids movie, right? Um, episodes. Oh, and I already did the new trilogy. Right. Um, but I think overall, my favorite movie, my favorite Star Wars of all, t- my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, Episode Three. I can watch that episode movie. Three. I can watch. I, I can, can watch, watch that, that movie time. infinite number of times. Now, if we're talking about this genuine pure movie, I probably put New Hope as one of my favorite ones. Oh, New Hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's because genuine it, pure movie. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it in in terms of movie wise, it's probably one of the better ones, especially how it connects with episode five. Episode five is also really good. Right. Um. That's my but it's the one that kicks it off. It kicks off the whole universe. We exactly. wouldn't have Star Wars without mm-hmm. episode four. But um, alrighty, Jacob. Do you have any last uh, comments? Any plugins you wanna you I wanna add? Um, just excited for all the new stuff that'll be coming out. Like I said, I'm just. I'm kind of happy that these new movies are over, but uh, kind of excited to see where they go with it now. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, where can we follow you on social media? Uh, I do have Instagram, Twitter. Um, go ahead and follow me at uh, Jacob Rojas 44 
um, and make sure to follow Pop with Corn. Yes, please follow Pop with Corn, like and subscribe. Appreciate the artwork. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Jacob does all the cover art, so please uh, go follow him. Uh, he's a great contributor to the team, um, officially a team member. So, um, yeah, if you enjoyed any of this, like I said, like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends. And uh, alrighty, as always, have a good one, guys.